This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody. Top of the league for episode 600. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Blue Monday podcast because our 600th episode, 600th for Matif in to say that. And there's six of us on. Was there not seven a minute ago? Has someone disappeared? One, two, no, no. We have got six. Um, and we are here live on uh, YouTube. So if you're listening after the fact, come and join us every Sunday. Get involved in the fun. If you are live on YouTube, hit that little button that looks like a thumb up as well. Helps, helps everything. Um, Craig, what, what what drink have you got out of shot today? I well, I have got from my father-in-law a brew dog. Okay, brew dog. no no one has a political opinion on this show ever, do they, Seb? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't dream of commenting. <laughs> absolutely not. David Diamond is in the bottom left-hand corner. David, are we kind of like got a weird rivalry with Accrington now? In what? Sorry, Ben. In what respect? <laughs> well. I didn't know we signed a couple of players off them and their oh, owner yeah, seems okay. to well, like wind in Joe up a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, and the manager was a bit sort of sour grapeish, certainly more than sour grapeish, <laughs> after the after the event yesterday. That, that was a but, tremendous oh, interview he gave. It off. was. I really enjoy it, that. Oh, Christ, it does just sound like the pub board, don't he, that sits in the corner does, talking really. to his beer glass all day. <laughs> And he was he was dressed like he was going to a funeral as well, wasn't he? Joe, yeah. Joe Fares is here, everyone. He's he's only here for ten fifteen, so he's going to see how disrespectful he can be to poor old Accrington in Richard. He's going to make the most insults in the in the next ten minutes. Joe's so. going to drop some bombs and run, isn't he? He's going to he'll get exactly. political stuff. He's going to be slagging people off. I mean, worth it to stick around just for that. Leave me to clear up. Um, let's say a big thank you to James Ruddock James. in the five pounds on the thank soup chat. He's then done a one pound afterwards. I think he was trying to do six. <laughs> six. For 600. <laughs> thank you so, so much, James. He's done five plus one. Um, thank you for all your comments in the chat. We will go to you in the questions segment, but I want to hear from these guys. Um, on Accrington Nil. Ipswich Town too. Richard, we've fallen over this fixture many times before, haven't we? I've I've been there once and I have no interest in kind of going back there. Some really bad... I mean, uh, we met up with you, didn't we? We had Bovril, but it was freezing effing cold and we lost in the FA Cup to them. Um, what's that, Joe? There you go. There I it is. So I got my day because I like there to help out these is. small clubs in oh, need. God, I'm, yeah. I'm going to mute. I'm going to mute him in a minute, Richard. Honestly, <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's become a little bit acrimonious, doesn't it? For, and if you know, ac- 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 <laughs> there you go. It just writes itself, doesn't it? There you go. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've Seb was our northern correspondent, wasn't he? So he can talk to us about how. Great it was. Was it was it grim up there? Was I'm it sunny? So? I hope I don't have to go back to Accrington ever again. It was my, my third visit. At least we finally saw a win. At least I finally saw some goals. Normally the, the goal we scored one of them. We was it Bond scored, but that was in the other end last year. So at least we saw something good this time. But yeah, it's a it's a, a bit of a miserable away day. It started raining as well. Um <laughs> so done, three points in the bag, and I really hope I'm not going back again next year. Craig, the only game we won up there was when we got that really dodgy red card where it should have been a yellow because he was he, he was making an attempt to to play the ball that would have been 
it wasn't Paul Cook's first game. Officially, his first game was the next game, but he was there shouting a lot on iFollow. Yeah, he? yeah, you can hear him in the background. Yeah, calling <laughs> their, calling <laughs> their, dropping C bombs to their left back or their right back, whichever it was at, at the time. Yeah, um, but and even then, we were holding on by the skin of our teeth, weren't we? If I uh, if I remember rightly, but yeah, it's just. It's what we do now, isn't it? It's solid professional performances and results and back on the bus and back south we go. And it's a, it was a it, sort of statement win, wasn't it, really? When not maybe league-wide. I don't think anyone sees Ipswich going away to Accrington as a big deal and winning there. I think most people probably expected us to. But it's just under Lambert, wasn't it, when we start the season really well. We went up there in an early Sky game, got done 2-0. Under Cook last year, we'd beaten... Lincoln, or, or we'd, and we'd beaten Doncaster 6-0 midweek, hadn't we? And then we go there, and it's like, oh, finally, we're going to start getting going. We go one and up, and then end up losing 2-1. And sort of everything that came from that afterwards was Sam Morsey calling them a sort of embarrassing non-league <laughs> outfit, didn't he? And then, obviously... He's speaking with you, his words, isn't he? It's all your words, dude. <laughs> but that's what he said, didn't he? I think because when they booted the ball out of the ground. But um, it's... So it's sort of become a game that, when you looked at the fixture list, it's like, is it when we start? That's what I meant when like, I was asking Dave. Is it is one it the that, first fixture you look for now? Isn't are, it? are we going to fall over this fixture again? And is and it, when we've fallen over it previously, it had been the start of a decline, and it just totally knocked us off our spot, hadn't it? So I think I recall one of those as well being after an international break, and us having loads and loads of time to prep for it as well. Um, That's a Sky game, wasn't it? It was you? indeed. Was that the one when didn't Anciala get sent off? Gave away a penalty. I'm gave away a penalty. Yeah, Dobra got sent off. Anciala gave away a penalty. Yeah. Dobber. Oh yeah. Dobber got, Dobber got sent off. Yeah. We had the um, goal Dave, disallowed when it was clearly over the line. It's so hard to control. I will for them, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm going to attempt yes, to move the show towards David, and we're going to talk through the teams. I'll, I'll bang through this, and Dave, you can tell me what you think. Um, mm. McKenna's thinking was here. Walton in goal. Danessin, Wolfenden, Burgess in there. Uh, Davis and Burns wing backs. Evans and Morsey. I suppose this is the interesting bit, really. Harness, understandable. Jackson in and John Jules um, is the front three. What are your thoughts on that um, eleven and the the the, the whys more moreover, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I think the the Burgess thing. It seemed well. Does it seem um, Edmondson played against um, played in the the cup match against Northampton in the week and was certainly. Um, yeah, that was the game. Was it stretching? Straight, you scored, didn't he? Yeah, stretching. Came, off did a lot, came for the last 20 minutes. Did a he? lot of stretching afterwards. A lot of stretching afterwards, um, which people were sort of thinking, okay, is he still carrying that injury? Is he just, or is that just standard? As he, as Craig quite rightly said, he came on. So the standard warmed down for the sub. So, yeah, um, he wasn't in the um, he wasn't in the 18. So some guessing there, but I wasn't too sorry to see Burgess in there for his aerial and physicality um, aerial ability and physicality um yeah the john jules jackson was an interesting one i mean we've seen sort of jackson pitched in for these games before you know, runners dave yeah and runners john jules yeah. The ball carrier as well i he? think so yeah i mean adapo obviously finally got his goal got his goal against um you know against northampton which would have given him confidence but no overall looking at that side harness obviously comes back in yeah no no great surprise and yeah you'd be quite happy with that side i think isn't, and, isn't it great, though, to hear McKenna after the game talking about why he played Jackson? And he sort of said yeah. how they play this high line. Often they end up going man for man at the back. And we thought with yeah. his pace, they'll get it in. But the game didn't go how we expected well, it to go. Technically, and, they so. changed, didn't they? From what I understand, didn't they, they sort of play a fullback, perhaps slightly deeper, sort of almost sweeping round. Mm. So, um, yeah, Jackson was almost sort of double, double teamed at times, I think. Um, the bench, Richard, the depot, Chaplin, Lee, Bull, Ahadme. Uh, Keo and Kladke's looking strong now, isn't it? God, yeah. And we, I, I guess, I mean, we, we speculated on the on the pre-match about Chaplin because obviously um, withdrawn from the subs against Northampton, and we didn't know how long that was for. Twitter got very excited about it for a few hours, didn't it? And said he was out for two months, and then um, um, here he comes, and he's going to come on and have an excellent, important cameo um, against Accrington, but. Yeah, dad me straight on the bench. I don't think it was a much surprise. Keo's now there as well. I mean, we knew about the strength of the substitutions and the changes of the rules that were going to work for us, but it really works for us in this match. And um, and the fact we've got a fit Chaplin, you know, probably one of the form players in the entire division on the bench. I mean, bloody hell, what does that tell you? So certainly strength. Um, Seb, it feels like 
Accrington, they used to have a couple of scary players and it's only kind of McConville who's played about 800 games for him. Now, obviously, I think we, we signed what would what would have been a couple of their scary players and Bishop's obviously gone off to Pompey. But um, Jensen, Clark, Thumb, Ashley, uh, Rogers, Coyle, Pritchard, Lee, Hamilton, McConville's the, the kind of one now that seems to have been the holdover um, and low. Feels a bit less scary than normal, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah. They've they've lost that that line, and they with Bishop going and Pell and Butcher and Sykes at the back. Nottingham, one of their six foot nine centre backs who normally scored a load up of goals last year, didn't he? Yeah, he was injured, thankfully, so he wasn't there. So it's it's not the Accrington that we've known. Obviously, you know, it was it was quite nice not turning up and seeing the likes of Bishop and Pell trying to wind Moore's up all game and stuff. And, and and like we said on the pre-match show, they're a, a squad and the lineup is one that's got very few kind of peak age players in it they've got really young defenders and they've got like McConville who's very old Connolly on the bench who's, who's getting on a little bit and it's it's yeah it's a, a, definitely a, se- a season of transition for them I think we'll stick with you Seb um, as you were there I think Dave and Joe have already kind of alluded to it the first half didn't go how McKenna thought or, or wanted it to no, we were pretty poor for the first sort of 15, 20 minutes. We didn't really get going at all. It's a narrow pitch and they were defending narrow and sitting deep and we couldn't really kind of get in behind and get our game kind of going. We Morsey had a shot down the keeper's throat and they replied. One of their guys had a, a shot straight down Walton's throat, which he caught quite easily, but neither side really kind of got going. They, they weren't really pressing us. Like McKenna said post-match, they weren't pressing like we kind of expected them to. And the one time we kind of got in behind is when John Jewell spun his man and managed to play a lovely ball in the channel, Burns is running through from the the right wing back roll and gets a gets a lift over the keeper, a dink over the keeper. I couldn't tell if he was actually going in from where I was where I was stood. It's quite hard to see that end of the ground, but obviously the defender clears it off the line. But after the first twenty minutes, we kind of started to grow into it and pass it round better. Um, but we didn't really create any kind of sort of clear cut chances in that first half. They had a couple of efforts, which Walton kind of he parried one and he tipped one over the bar, and a, a corner looked like it was going to drop in, and he tipped it over pretty comfortably. Um, but it, it was a bit of a scrap. And definitely wasn't a classic. Craig, you know what's coming, don't you? I remember going to Accrington and I sat pretty much on halfway and pretty much didn't have to turn my head either way to look at either of the goals because the entire game took place five metres either side of halfway with a lot of squeezing and a lot of um, a lot of uh, kind of things angled towards the corners, um, etc. But let's not be um, let's not be too mean about it. But um, probably Accrington would have been happier at halftime, Craig. Yeah, as Seb said, it was pretty even. Um, you know, pr- both teams had pretty much the same amount of shots. They were pretty ineffective shots, weren't they? I think they were, as as you said earlier, Ben, that their their setup took McKenna a little bit by surprise. And and what was quite interesting, actually, from my um, stall in in Amsterdam that I was watching the game on, um, they had <laughs> Lee Probert, um, Gary Gary Probert, Gary Probert sorry, He's the ref. Um, is he a ref? He's ref, isn't he, Rich? Yeah. He'd have been good. He'd have been good. Yeah, no. Well, well Gary was better, um, but he <laughs> but he he was very good on the, on the analysis and the tactical side of things, like pointing out from the from the very first few minutes that they're going man to man. You could see that their right back was following John Jules all the way across the pitch, and therefore leaving a whacking great space for Leif Davis to fly into. Should he? Should we get that Lee Evans crossfield? Um, ball in, into that uh, into that area, so it's it's quite nice to see it from from that perspective. But as Seb says, both teams sort of cancelled each other out in the in the first half, and it was pretty even. I'm sure both teams are quite happy to get in at Nildo and sort of um, readjust for the for the second half. I've just come back to Seb to get to these substitutions. We're coming up the hour mark, and it's going to be Chaplin and. Uh, in fact, let me just bring it up on the screen so I don't get this wrong. Uh, so Chaplin, yeah, sixty-one and sixty-two. Chaplin and Ladapo in for Jackson and John Jules. Um, did that feel like? It turns out that it was, but did that feel like the right change at the at the right time, Seb? Yeah, the ball simply wasn't sticking. You know, Jackson was coming out wide, which kind of left no one in the box supporting. So it just it just wasn't sticking up with him at all. He actually had his best chance of the game and probably the best chance overall just before he got hooked off when Harness played a lovely through ball through and Jackson's pace, the one time he got him behind with his pace, he just accelerated away from the defence and he takes it slightly wide and you're thinking, you know, he gets his shot off and the, the keeper saves it for a corner. You're thinking, could he dink it? But it was the the kind of only moment of kind of quality from the from the number 10s and the striker. So, so the, the subs were natural and I felt 
felt we needed Ladapo on to kind of hold the ball up, make it stick. And then, you know, when you bring on somebody like Chaplin, you know, his first instinct is going to be to get in and around the box, try and get it onto his left foot as much as he can and get those shots off. And kind of we figured Ladapo holds the ball up, Chaplin buzzes around and does what he does. And hopefully we'll kind of turn the game because they sort of, they, they didn't press anywhere near with any kind of intensity in the second half. And kind of the, the S Housery kind of started a little bit, you know, the keepers taking 20, 30 seconds over goal kicks and having drinks breaks and stuff. And they're all trying to wind us up and you kind of feel it's it's Accrington away. You know, we've been here before. We kind of know how this one's going to go. Uh, but thankfully, the subs made a world difference and, and Chaplin was excellent when he came on. So, Dave, this is the bit where we concede from a set play, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> we score from a set play. Um, and it's a good corner, isn't it? Whether it's a, a routine corner, I'm not sure. But he, he, for once, he puts it in just beyond the near post. And it's, it's a good finish, isn't it? Chaplin sort of pulling away, almost falling backwards, sort of hooks in a hooks in a volley at about what no more than six, seven yards out. Fairly, fairly straightforward, really. But still a good, still a really good finish, isn't it? From a player who's probably playing at the top of his game right now, isn't it? Dave, did, if this was the other way around and we conceded this goal, number Horrible eight, goal. Lee. I think oh, he lets him go. Yeah, completely. Completely yeah. just uh, lets him, lets eight, him go, eight, doesn't eight, he? The classic eights just ball watching and just lets him go off his shoulder, doesn't he? Yeah. But a great finish, you know, as, as you would expect with the with the form he's in currently. I don't know I don't know whether it, it was actually a um a tactic, but Evans's corners either went way back to the far post or <laughs> really close to the near post. And I don't, and I don't know whether it was a, a tactical match, but there didn't seem to be any that was like swung in the middle. They were either short or long. And this mm. is one of the ones that went short and the run was there, I suppose. That, so yeah, height maybe thing, the... I reckon, Craig, I reckon, because their average outfield players' height we've calculated in the pre-match was six foot, but the back line are all What's six that in four. A lot more accuracy. Five, yes, 190-something centimetres. But I think that we're going to lose that, that battle, aren't we, in the middle, aren't we? Yeah, avoid the yeah. Avoid the lumps. Joe, where, where are we now with this set-play conversation? Because um, I, I think too much is made of it. We've scored a, we've scored a couple now, fortunately, which will hopefully um, quiet down the set. I, I think good, confident teams score set-plays and... Teams that are not good or confident don't score set plays and, and concede from. I don't think there's obviously there's a marginal gain to be had. It looks something like Huddersfield or something last year would have scored about twenty of them, Northampton or something like that. But um, we're we're on the right end of the set plays this season so far. Well, yeah, and I think I, I don't think Ipswich fans appreciate it because we just watch our own team and focus so closely on that. But I think Lee Evans does take a good corner when you actually compare it to other teams taking throughout the division. I, I remember games last year, two or three games where sort of. The away fans have said to call Evans, like bolting away. Evans' corners are so dangerous. I thought you were going to score one of those. And he swings a good ball in there and he puts a good good cross in. It's just maybe we haven't had the right sort of players that's scored those goals. Like our centre-backs, none of them are guys that have scored many goals in their careers, are they? So maybe, maybe it's just going to work like that. But like I say, as long as we can just be league average in set pieces, I think all of us would take that now. I'm just going to chuck a question in. I'm just going to go back to Craig because I know he was at... Um... Burton I think that's a really important comparison because the way Burton thank you Joe lovely to see you see you later Joe um, Joe. at at Joe Fairs he'll be tweeting about Accrington for the next three days with with regard to the sneeze I thought I was not on mute so I literally unmuted myself to sneeze and (laughs) mute myself straight back after because the button went the wrong way so apologies about that everyone absolutely tremendous stuff see you later guys but Burton went at it Craig a very different way to Accrington in terms of um, absolutely getting on the on the front foot, pressing um, a lot more energy to that performance in terms of how it was dealt with. Yeah, and they had, and Burton had a a guy playing up front who was pestering the hell out of our centre halves. I wonder for, what became of him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, dropped off the radar completely. Um, but no, yeah, it was, and and it, exactly as they say, you know, in terms of learning a lesson, yeah, very possibly, and it may have come round to the fact that we didn't include Edmondson in their team and, and, and uh, Burgess there to, to deal with the uh, the aerial threat, which you know, he did really, really well yesterday, Burgess. He was he won every single header that came towards him. Um, Richard, David Diamond often uses the term needs one to go in off his ass. So take me through the second goal. Yeah, yeah. Whose ass is it is the question though, isn't it? And, <laughs> and, whose ass is it anyway? Whose ass there we go. <laughs> the new feature every week. Um and, and it was me of, saying don't say anything political before yeah. the show. 
Um, there's, I mean, there's two two lessons, two major lessons from last season, right? Under under McKenna, is score more set pieces. We've already talked about that. The other lesson is score a second goal, for goodness sake. And there's a Dave Diamondism for you as well. And uh, you know, it's a really neat move. It's a good, quick throw in from from Lee, who's obviously been introduced at this point. Ladapo, as Seb has mentioned, has been brought on for his hold up play and strength. He's got two Atkinson defenders on his back. Yeah, still great. manages to find Chaplin who at this point is obviously very confident and is willing to try stuff. But what, for me, makes this goal is the decoy runs made by Harness and Morsey. Both, as soon as Chaplin picks up on the ball, both drive towards the penalty area and in doing so create a huge amount of space suddenly for Chaplin to run into, which he does, takes it left. And it's a nice early strike. You know, if you're going to hit one from range, hit him early. Chaos, the chaos hammer rain down. Um, and yeah, Jensen in the Accrington goal, Basically, he's got a crowd of players ahead of him, including Wes Burns, Seb. Um, who else might have got a touch on this one? Do you well, know? I thought it came off Clark, the, the right back. I was yeah, adamant yeah. it came it's off Clark, him at the, yeah. at the time. I, I didn't see it touch Burns. Seb, was, he, was he saving it if it if it didn't hit anyone? Potentially, it was a good yeah. Height, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was decent height for him. He might well have got a touch to it. But um, but yeah, I thought it hit Clark on the way in. But you know, at that point, we don't care. We're so happy because we've been here so many times, and it's you know normally a miserable away day. And it was a professional performance. We had to scrap. We had to dig in things that you don't normally traditionally kind of associate with us on horrible away days. And yeah, it's another another kind of thing to make it think that this time it might be slightly different this season, maybe. Seb, can I stay with you? Um, I'll just put that up from Lee. Accrington commentators were moaning like hell and so was yep. John Coleman afterwards that they should have had a free kick in the lead-up to the throw-in. What I is think your take? It, I think it was, yeah. I think Evans took the guy out, but the ref was awful. I mean, I feel like we sit on here every single Saturday, Sunday night, talking about the ref. He was rubbish yesterday and he gave so many to them that we we were owed one. You know, I, I think it was a foul, but I, I think if you look at all the fouls throughout the match, they can't have too many complaints because there were ones where it just seemed so obvious and, and the referee, you know, was was, was blowing up against us so I don't think they can have too many qualms on that one and it wouldn't well, have made yeah. a difference because they didn't threaten in the second half at all you know they had a couple of shots in the first half that Walton parries and tips over but in the second half it didn't they, it wasn't like they were battering us and we scored on the break or anything it was a comfortable second half performance from us all in and, and they, they weren't threatening at all there was a period in the second half where you may as well have given the whistle to McConville and just let him let him <laughs> referee referee the match for 20 minutes because he was doing that any case, in any case wasn't he every single decision Apart from the, the, the time when he took out Leif Davis like knee high on the halfway line and then disappeared into the uh, into the crowd, it was horrendous yesterday. There's a reason why I flagged him up as their most important player, Craig, for for yeah. m- more reasons than one. Um, right, I'm going to let you each have um, your say, so you can have a bit of time to um, sum up. Let me just give you some numbers first. Um, so look, it does look very good. Look at that on the XG: 0. 0.3 uh, for Accrington, 1.68 uh, for us. I know. One bouncing off Burns is probably a very high percentage one. Um, 18 shots to 10, two big chances to zero. The possession 65-35. I just wanted to hone in on what Seb said as well. We've got a second half XG number for Accrington at 0.1 against 1.34. So it looks very dominant there in the second half. But Dave, f- forget all all the numbers. It's this, it's this big picture. Clock's ticking, clock's ticking. It's Accrington away. And you get the goal. And as Richard very pertinently mentioned you get the second goal to kill it off so you're not facing set plays in the in the 95th minute um maybe there's a part of it that this is what you should should expect and i'm sure john coleman will um reference the budgets of both teams but but this is this is excellent isn't it yeah it is and if you compare it to last season these two games you know the burton game and yesterday's game you know they're always going to be always just are always tough or certainly always tough for us usually as we've found and um, you know, this season we just found a way, haven't we? We were just more—I don't know what's the word—resilient. I think resilient is the word, um, and won't and won't cave in. We've got some stronger characters, I think, that are now firmly firmly established in the side now, right through the spine of the side. So yeah, we're a, we're a totally different proposition, aren't we? And when when you see, you know, and again, Colm, he did allude to, you know, when you see the strength of of the bench and the you know the changes week in week out, we can make on the hour. It's yeah, you know, opposition managers like like Accrington, like Burton must look at that and yeah, you you just can't compete with that really. Take away, Rich. Oh, yeah, it just feels like you know, the the possession stat that you've represented there is kind of what we would expect for, for an Ipswich team at Accrington, wouldn't we? But to me it's the big chances greater, it's the seven shots on target. Um 
uh, and it's it's finding ways to beat teams rather than turning up we're Ipswich with our big squad and our budgets and we're going to by sheer force of will we're going to turn you over because teams love to beat you know loved to beat us in the first few seasons under Lambert and even under Cook you know it's a different proposition now there is a strategy there is a purpose behind the selections there are changes that can be made when the game is maybe drifting away from us or we've got a manager who is astute enough to spot that something has changed with the opposition and he wasn't expecting. And he's probably watched hours of their footage as well, someone in the team has, to be able to figure this stuff out. It's just so much more credible, Ben, as, as a package. You know, we're not you know, hoping that we sneak a goal or we have a shot from range and it hits someone's ass. You know, it's great when it works out for us and it's a, the second goal after you've already scored one. But there's just so much more about us now and um, it makes you positive, as to. And one Craig, one hundred percent away record. Yeah, he's got a crazy away record, isn't he, McKenna? Um, another clean sheet and, as well, guys. Sorry, yeah, just to another, chuck that in there as well. But it's it's just sort of as as Richard's alluding to. It's just the professionalism about the whole club and the whole setup and the the strategy and the analysis leading into games, during games, at halftime, reassessing and going again in the second half. It's all so methodical and thought through and analysed and, as I say, pro- professional. It's it's not um, – I'm not saying that, you know, Paul Cook wasn't professional, but this is this is a completely different mindset, isn't it, to, well, to what – Craig, if you heard – sorry, sorry, sorry to talk across you, Craig. Um, McKenna, in the post-match interview, was very keen to say, oh, at halftime, he said the players were calm, which is the complete antithesis of, you know, Lambert and Cook were all – I mean, you know, yeah. let's try harder. Let's let's run around yeah. some some more. Whereas, you know, this is no. Where's the game to be won and lost, right? Exactly, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Let's sit down and think through what's happened first half. What's going to happen second half? How can we actually win this game rather than run run faster, tackle harder, shoot more? Um, Seb, obviously, look, you, you can be as confident as you like, but when you're when you're stood at a game and the set plays are coming in or whatever, you know, the, the insecurity and the anxiety kicks in. Um, how did, how did it feel on the, on the terrace in terms of, you know, taking the game and winning that game in the second half? I just think we showed a side that I haven't really seen for the last few years. Now that, that softer underbelly, which we've kind of associated with us, it seems to have gone, you know, you look at the side yesterday, you've got some real physicality in there now with the likes of Burgess and Evans, you've got Morsey snapping around and, and, and yeah, it just, it just felt different. And, you know, we, the, the first 20 minutes didn't get going at all, grew into it before half time, second half completely dominated. And like Craig said, it shows the the professionalism, you know, the guy we've got in the dugout now making match specific kind of, you know, changes rather than the 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 four two three one will be the be all and end all. I'll never ever change it, and everything does now just feel very different. And I think Burton and Accrington have kind of shown us that we can now go to these kind of places where traditionally we do fall down and we do drop points and we do struggle, and and and, and we can mix it. And we need to mix it, and we can scrap. And we need to scrap, and it's it's great. Right, guys, we're gonna go down the league and review the results now. We'll come to questions next, so don't put them in yet because they'll scroll up about half an hour and I won't be able to find them, but get ready with your questions in about um, five, six minutes time. Richard, we, do we need to plug anything now before we go into this segment? Uh, I mean, we can always talk about how great Telegram is. <laughs> do, you know, do that for 30 seconds. We could also say um, if you want uh, to be generous to us on our 600 episode, um, the FCA, the Football Content Awards voting closes tonight. Um, football contentawards.com slash voting if you want to go and do that best podcast football league and obviously ben's got some good stuff in there by all means stick ben in there and you can vote as many times as you like come on one, come all um so yeah so um a telegram messaging group two weeks on us and then a subscription after that but we've really enjoyed that um the debate kind of continues throughout the week sometimes 24 7 depending on we've got lots of folk from new york and australia joining in there as well so it's almost 24 7 um and we'll we've got uh we'll tease a giveaway at the end shall we we'll keep we'll keep people mm. interested ben and come back and do talk about a giveaway towards the end of the show but i think i think those are the main bits to, for now so i've been itching to say um because professionalism is and that is um because the word professionals come up and i, I didn't want to be childish and interrupt um dave uh Pompey 2, Peterborough 1. Now, 
this this is concerning because they sign Bishop and you kind of think, okay, it's a big lump, we'll do well. And then you see this Dane Scarlet lad yeah. scoring goals that look like Ian Wright would would score. Um, <laughs> Pompey looked good, don't they? Yeah, they really did. Two great goals, and they went behind. I think Marriott Marriott scored really early on, four or five minutes. Some mistake though, Dave. It was, yeah. Clark Harris sort of bullied someone off the ball as his way, and um, and put it on a plate for Marriott. But yeah, two great finishes. One, I think, a near post header, and one second half really composed. Sort of did the did his mark, a cut back on side on his left foot, and stuck it in near post. So yeah, they're um, yeah they're sort of not sort of going away at the moment, are they? Both exactly the same records, but. Um, Spoiler alert, we're top just on, I think, by one goal. I think plus 10 against plus nine. So, yeah, um, yeah they're, they're, I think, yeah, certainly at this stage of the season, doing better than I thought they might. I'm with, I'm with you on that. They're coming up and said, so are Plymouth, who I've got down as a good home team, not a good away team. <laughs> but they went to Derby, who are also a good home team, not a good away team. We're 2-0 down. No one's managed to get Cosgrove to score and he scores two on his on his debut. And they've let... They let Jeff Cott go out and brought brought him in. That looks a concern in a away game as well coming up um, after Derby 2, Plymouth 3. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, and then Pompey Pompey the week after. I saw the highlights and yeah, Cosgrove scored after like two minutes, didn't he? Two minutes into his debut and then gets the winner with a a minute left or whatever. So yeah, normally a a, a rubbish away side and I think in the predictions on the pre-match show, I think I might have put it down as a Derby win and obviously that means that the whatever I put it down will be the opposite and and yeah, they're looking looking good, aren't they? That's going to be a tough, tough game in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Richard, a certain James Norwood on the score sheet for Barnsley, um, I, I always say this, this sounds like I'm a very biased Ipswich fan, but almost makes the 2-2, which we should have should have won given that refereeing decision, look a little bit better because they've gone off to Sheffield Wednesday, Barnsley, and won 2-0 the following week. Yeah, it's, it, I love that. I've, I have do the same kind of false relativity kind of conversation <laughs> about when we beat teams and then lose to others. You, you um, mean deluding yourself like I just yeah, did. Yeah, I feel, I feel better <laughs> about our predicament, but a thumpinetta from, from Norwoods, um, right, yeah. but... But to me, I think uh, you could hear it in the background there at Hillsborough. Um, just defensively, I think they're trying to... I think Barnsley were doing the same tricks they were doing at Portman Road. High press. You know, I think we played them at the right time, to borrow a cliche, Ben, and uh, come to your point. And and Sheffield Wednesday, we've been waiting for the kind of frailties of their their defensive line more than, the, more than anything else because they've got plenty of decent strikers up front. But then Lee Gregory, the one ever present, one striker who hasn't been brought in as a big chance and, and kind of fluffed his lines a little bit just, there. So, just um, an, yeah. Just an, as an aside to that, next Saturday, Barnsley versus Portsmouth. Ooh. Is it? Wow, love that. Um, Craig, we're going to play all the hits here. Uh, good at home, not so good away. Um, coming up on the fixture list is Cambridge as well. Um, and Cambridge got Smith and Ironside scoring uh, nibs. Fortunately... We're not playing them at the Abbey where they've won all their games, but they won a game uh, yesterday against Lincoln. Yeah, and they didn't do too badly away against us last season. Stop it. Either. Um, but yeah, so um, I think our next, uh, someone said, I think in the in the te- Telegram group, that our next like four Saturday games are against the teams that are in third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or something along, along those lines, maybe not in that order, but you know, that will certainly sort us out this time in four, four weeks' time, won't it? Um, it's quite interesting about just harking back to the Sheffield Wednesday game that, you know, given we've got those in 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 a pretty short order, that we may take some tips from the Barnsley performance and the Barnsley tactics to see that actually you can go away and and win the game to play you know play in a certain way. Um, well, you know, sold essentially the two best players on Thursday as well before they went there. Yeah, easy, yeah. easy when yeah. it were right. Yeah. <laughs> if someone ahead of the ball in from about the penalty spot, and away you go. Yeah, right. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Um, guys, get your questions in. We'll go to questions next. So please feel free if you're watching live. And I can see loads of you are. So please do hit that thumbs up button as well on YouTube. Absolutely tremendous support. We thank all of you. Get your questions in now for the boys. Um, you can address them to specific pod members uh, as well, if you like. Let me just quickly uh, rattle through. Um, Exeter got the win against MK yesterday. They're just outside the playoffs. Bolton came back to beat Charlton. Um, Oxford, they've won two on the bounce. They don't look that um, consistent, though, do they? Um, a bit of a slow start from them. Uh, Shrewsbury won at Forest Green. Uh, Wickham drew despite having a red card early in their game at Fleetwood. Bristol Rovers, they're coming up as well. I want to ask someone about Josh Coburn, who they've loaned in from Middlesbrough, who I like quite a lot and am concerned about their attacking options there. Bristol Rose. We'll get on to that as well. Port Vale drew two all with Cheltenham. Have I done them all? I haven't done Morecambe, have I? Um, yes, I have. Morecambe drew two two with Bristol Rovers. Right. Um, let's get into the questions. Um, I'll scroll up um, a little bit. I'm going to pick out anything that has a question mark at the end. Got his comments. Is it too early to start worrying oh. about losing McKenna to a club higher up? Um, Dave, this comes up quite a lot. Um, can I, can I, I, I do watch Love Island. Um, can I make do a quote from Love Island? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't were you know ex- it, but you Were you expecting that intro, on. Dave? You carry on. No, you did the political know. stuff. No, I remember one of the lads saying, well, you don't want a girl that no one fancies, do you? Fair, fair comment, I suppose. What's the show but about? <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, Dave. Um, it's it's inevitable that um, when championship okay. jobs come come in, they look at Manning, they look at Bonner from Cambridge, they look at McKenna, don't they? Yeah, I mean, look, he hasn't had a, a nowhere near a full season yet, has he? We haven't achieved anything yet, so perhaps um, should we should we um, reach the promised land of the championship? Then I think I'd be more concerned if they're talking about it this time next season, but not at this stage. I don't think. I think. I think from his point of view. Oh, depends what job it is, obviously. Come on, but I think from his point of view, he, you know, he's he he realizes the job he's got to do, and I think he, hey, wants, the, to, the he forest, wants to see it through. Hey, the Forest Green manager got a year one parachute no. team in the championship. <laughs> yeah, true. Is all I'll say. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just don't. I don't see it yet. I don't know. But you, um, you would you would hope that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ben, no, I was going to say exactly that about Forest Green to Watford, but you would hope that the the comparative advantage that McKenna has right now at his disposal and hopefully going forward in the future will prevent him from going to someone, you know, mid championship who aren't quite set up. Yeah. I I just, yeah, you're right, Ben, but I just don't see that as a comparison at all, really. I think you almost need to assume if this goes well, it's definitely going to happen in terms of links and offers because of his age because of the way the teams played. Exactly. Probably the biggest club in the entire world he's he's worked at. Um, It's going to happen. And I suppose the more pertinent thing, uh, Seb, is Mark Ashton said a few times, well, we monitor lots and lots of manager and it's almost having the next one in the pipeline, isn't it? If he's as good as people think he is. 
Exactly. He'll have a tab on his data dashboard of, of up and coming coaches. <laughs> and when the time unfortunately comes that we have to make a make a replacement, I'm sure he'll boot up the Windows 95 PC and uh, load up that spreadsheet and make <laughs> some phone calls to whoever the hot flavor of the month is at the time. But also, awesome. McKenna, you know, we, people that have said in the past, was it Ferguson always said, make sure you pick your owners. You know, McKenna's not a stupid guy. He knows that, like Craig said here, he's got a really great setup and he's got really great owners. And that, that will go a long, long way, I think. Um. I can take this one, Lee. Does Craig cheat at Hurdle? I think that's an unequivocal yes, isn't it, Craig? Oh my God! How <laughs> dare you? Janice from Janice from Friends. That wasn't it. Oh I'd never my! Watched, I've never watched an episode oh of Friends. I wouldn't. Oh really? You don't cheat at no, Hurdle, I, then, Craig? No, no, I do not. I do not hand on heart cheat at Hurdle. I do sometimes amaze myself that I know the opening bars to Men Without Hats from like a. A symbol safety and dance. A, safety dance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, do, do, you know, it's do, do, stuff do, do, like that. And I sometimes guess it. I think you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. You got to kind of speak it. Your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, do you know what? I used to love that song, and then it was on. What was that show where they musical theatered up all the songs? It was really massive. Love Island. Glee. <laughs> Glee. Yeah, they put it on Glee and everyone heard of it and I was I was that guy. Um anyway, get more questions in about football. I just wanted to try and bury Craig, but he's he's he seemed annoyed at the suggestion. So I'm, I'm not no, I'm not gonna go down yeah, like that. that. I'm not gonna go down that route. Uh Richard, we're not gonna need that twenty goal plus striker, are we, with the way the goals are spread around? I think someone could still get twenty, can they, Rich? Yeah, I th- oh Chapman and Harness. Harness on the way to twenty, aren't they? Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. Um I th- I think that maybe the point is, and, it, and this was a debate on the very excellent EFR highlight show on ITV um, <laughs> that um, the goals are going to be yeah, shared. I'm a bit worried about some of the content on there these days. Think, but anyway. yeah. Yeah, the, the research has gone downhill in the last yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. Barking his lines didn't get on. Sailed <laughs> him down the river, didn't they? But yeah, yeah. I, I, there's nothing to say that Ladapo isn't going to go on a hot streak. But I, you know, Burns still really isn't come to the boil yet. He could get. 15 goals as well. So, yeah, I think, to, to, I forget who asked the question. I think, uh, AD. I think it's about maybe it not being the number nine. And I think we've, we've been about this for the last few weeks, haven't we? Does, what does the number nine in a Kieran McKenna team do? And it's what the Dapo did for the second goal kind of thing, isn't it? So, but I think, I think Harness and Chapman will be there or thereabouts in 20. There or thereabouts. Um, Seb. When we lose our first game, we, we will lose a game, Seb. I don't want to break this to you. Um, does this team have enough about them to take it in their stride and not let it affect us? Um, you'd imagine a very cool, calm, collective press conference and move on. They, they should do, shouldn't they? I would think so, yeah. It definitely feels like we've got a completely different mentality around the club now and all the various different departments head are all, all kind of singing from the same page. I think, like you say, it would be a calm dressing room, it would be a calm post-match, a, a calm week training, a calm pre-match, and then we'll see if we can kind of scratch that that off our kind of failure bingo of the past as well and see if we can bounce back quickly. But to me, it does just feel very, very different and it feels like the, the, the players in the squad we've got now wouldn't let the let, let, you know a, a one bad performance turn into a two three four five game kind of losing losing run ben can i say toilet. something toilet break <laughs> no no I, i'm just helping my host to the toilet, out no no i'm good i'm, I'm plenty hydrated thank you um <laughs> I, I think the difference with the defeat at the moment is that mckenna would analyze why the defeat occurred and it'll either be because we just weren't as good as the other team or it'll be because there was some moment in the game that went against us that was marginal or it was that you know the good thing I think is that you, if you fixate on, on being beaten rather than try to figure out why you were beaten, which I think McKenna would do, then I think that might become, you know, one defeat becomes two becomes three. Whereas I think we would just chalk it off and use the experience to learn and develop, wouldn't we? That's the McKenna way seemingly. Right. I really want Norman to be right about this. Um, do we see us scoring late goals regularly, our potential game and the selfless oh. pressing players like Jackson must tire out opponents and, Normally defensively organised. Dave, I want to take you back to the 2018-19 season where we marvelled every game as Norwich won in the last minute and we said how blooming lucky they were. (laughs) Then I went to watch them and it wasn't lucky at all. Good teams score late goals. You grind teams down, don't you? Of course you do. It's not luck. Although, obviously for them, some of it was. But no, (laughs) it it, it, it isn't luck at all. No, you just grind teams down. And we're, 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 we're... 
you know, we've got the players certainly to do that. And and even more so, you know, the late goals, you know, with the with the triple substitution, the double or even triple substitutions of the forwards. Yeah, they, they, we sh- we certainly should do. Yeah, and I'm sure we will do. Uh, Seb, yesterday was the most expressive I've seen really? McKenna. Uh, that's Dan. That's a, a Telegram guy. So hi, Dan. Um, I've seen McKenna at full time. Why do you think this was? Was he more expressive than when he was very vexatious about that refereeing decision last week? <laughs> I think he just wanted to kind of, you know, give us an insight to his thinking and the kind of why he made certain decisions. And it's great to see because we had so many years where the managers would t- treat us like idiots and almost say, you know, you can't possibly understand things about football, etc. And it's just great that he takes the time to go into proper Mick detail. said to Phil, don't ask me about tactics. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> You're already down the pub or something he said once, didn't he? Um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I just think it's, it, it's great. It's insight into how he, his mind works and it's insight, you know, how, why he makes certain decisions. And it's great for us to hear it because at halftime we were all saying on the terrace that it wasn't working with Jackson and a few people were saying I don't understand why you started him and you know straight away he comes out afterwards explains it to everybody and you know everybody kind of shuts up and goes oh yeah fair play Kieran McKenna knows a lot more about football than we do Does Dan um, mean more about the punch in the air not what he was saying I thought he meant expressive emotionally and as in and kind of gesturing towards the crowd Seb I think that oh, okay, it. fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, he was. He was uh, a few, fair few fist pumps and pumps in the air. I think he realises as well. I know he said he couldn't talk about the previous trips to Accrington, but I think he realised it was a scrap and it was a, you know, kind of a game where you had to earn the right to win it. And I think he was just really, really happy with that. Um, Craig, which players not currently involved in matches might push for a transfer when the window <laughs> opens? This is the keeping everybody happy paradigm, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and, Joe and I spoke about it on our um, somewhat riotous um, Thursday night live um, um, pod um, on riotous. France, Why riot? Uh, dread deadline day. Um, but then we, we you know, if if you're around a club and a team and a squad that are winning games all the time, and there's a feel good factor and everything's on an upward curve, then I don't know if you would. Where would you look to push? To move to, you know, you're not going to go to a club which is above you in the in the league structure. So, are you going to go out your way to create ructions to move to a club which is further down the league? I don't know. I I, I couldn't think of. You know. It's not an obvious obvious one off the one off the rank where that where there has no, been no no because they are they are they're currently being clever in terms of keeping people involved. You know, in in what little way that they can, uh, whether it be pizza cup games and um, well, what will soon become in November FA Cup games as well. Well, hopefully plural. Um, so, yeah, just, just keep keep people involved as much as they can. We'll get to January. It may be that we, we look to, you know, sign and, and improve and build on what we've got. And therefore, there will be some wastage the other way. And it may not be their decision that they move on. Um, it's a good question, that Jack. What are the different circumstances that we get Keo Bull, Kamara, or a Hadmay involved, other than injuries? He's he's quite bespoke, and he likes giving people a go in certain games. Rich, doesn't he? Um, I I would like to see this three man midfield at some point in an away game as well, where it's going to be. You know, if you went to Plymouth away and you played a front two and you played Bull, Evans, and Morsey, God. that's that's how they would go in, and surely Rich. I had made. There's going to be a sound, sound arrogant now. Cambridge away, Cheltenham away, Morecambe away. Any of those games, we, we could have done with them at Burton, you know that sort of thing. But <laughs> uh, sorry, what's your take, Rich? Before I answer the question on your behalf? no, no, I, I, I think you're spot on. Keep going, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> no, sorry. I, I, it, because it, I think gone are the days where we would just chuck eleven players in, you know, or you pick your best eleven based on kind of merit or, or not merit, but you know what I mean? Like you, you don't have a think about what the opposition is doing when you name the team, essentially. It goes back to the kind of stuff we were talking about when we were our previous excursions towards Accrington, where, where you just name 11 players, the best you've got. You hope that that 11 is better than their 11 and you beat them when more often than not, you don't. So I think, you know, Kamara starts because you need a slightly different threat in the number 10 position, maybe than what, Harness or John Jaws or Chapman might offer. You know, you talked about that midfield three quite a lot, Ben. I agree with that. Keo's a different option in the Obsessed, back line. Don't I? No, but you're right. I think a lot of us talked about it as well in the summer I, I, when he signed. You know, I, maybe we didn't anticipate Evans having such an Im- important season for us so far. David, what a star. Super generous. As always, David's yeah. wife is yeah. going to 
tell him <laughs> off how much he's donated. It's very, very kind, David. Absolutely. He's going to question David. what the YouTube bill is all about. But David, uh, <laughs> I think David super chatted 50 euros last week, and that's another 10. So very, very kind Brilliant. indeed. Thanks, David. Um, where was this one from Ian I wanted to read out? With the way Evans has started the season, do we need to be worried he might get a late call-up for the World Cup and we'll be without him and Burns? Um, I was just going to bring up, um, Dave, that's the Wales squad. Obviously, um, when you're looking at right wing-backs, you can see Nako Williams there obviously stands yeah. out somewhat. Connor Roberts as well. But then it's Chris Gunter who's playing for Wimbledon in terms of um, in terms Some of Some experience there, yeah. So it's... It's a it's a possibility, isn't it? I mean, no one's. What, for, sorry for for, for which he mentioned Evans, didn't he? Uh, I'm talking about Burns. Um, oh yeah, well, um, Burns is certainly a possibility. Evans, I don't, I don't see. Uh, no, I don't see that particularly. Uh, a bar sort of fairly catastrophic injuries to the Welsh squad, but yeah, you would have thought Burns is a possibility. I mean, I don't quite think he's quite hit the heights of last season quite yet. But um, look, he's featured. He has featured in the squad, so. Um, yeah, more than more than likely. You wouldn't be as worried though, would you, Dave? Sorry to no, not now. You wouldn't. No. Super chat, not but you've all. got Edwards who has looked really good in the last few weeks when he started. Yeah, yeah. And Harness could play out there as well. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, Vincent it would be. It, 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 yeah, yes, it would. Of course, he would be a miss. But yeah, you're, you're quite Sorry. right. Not not Bits. that it would have been last season. I, I, I don't know if I'm happy with this. But it's four pound fifty. My subsequent would have been more if Mikey was on. No, he said four pound fifty. Mickey's not Mickey. Someone else. Mickey. Mickey Stockwell. No, he said Mickey. Mickey. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We did ask four pound fifty if Mikey was on. We oh. did ask, but he was fitting a new boiler up um, <laughs> Chantry yeah. way. I think. Tremendous, right? I think uh, we do one more. We do one more from Tony here. Uh, thoughts about Chaplin's interview. Uh, we're going to Seb um, and how KMAX talks about not panicking when we haven't scored um, by sixty-five, seventy. He did see. Um, Oh, no, sorry, I was talking about McKenna's interview about Chaplin. I haven't seen Chaplin's interview, if you if, if you have, Seb. It's great. He, he gets on FaceTime with, with Burns. He's, I think he's talking about the East <laughs> Anglian guys. He gets on FaceTime with Burns to clear up who got the touch on the second goal. And, yeah, it's great to see that team spirit and that kind of camaraderie about them. And I guess the, the thing about staying calm is we know when it gets to 60, 70 minutes, we've got so much quality that we can bring on. And, you know, pre-game, the tactics will be you do this for an hour and try and tire people out. And then we'll completely change the way we're doing things. So yesterday, Jackson's pace is looking to stretch play and, and, and knacker people. And then suddenly we'll bring a, a, a big, you know, a big physical guy on at 60 70 minutes to hold the ball up and get others involved and i think that 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 calmness and that confidence shows that the quality we've now got on the options we've got to, to make those changes um jills is that our good friend jills please everyone no questions in the fans forum on on bloody bottle tops so I, I was going to ask about um maybe the velocity of the luminosity of the um lights outside the ground maybe not um the height of the curbs that that could be Oh. That could be an issue. When's the grass getting mown, mowed, mowed, mown, mowed, mown, yeah. on the mowed. on the field, mowed. outside the ground. Um, which onions are on the on the hot dogs? I think it's all important <laughs> stuff. I quite like be... to pay by travellers' checks in the. Can I just bars. say we we do, Richard? We do believe in freedom of speech, and anyone we can do. ask whatever question they like when they get to the fans forum. But they may well they're definitely going to be ridiculed on Twitter. I mean, use your opportunity for like. <laughs> <laughs> To speak to the go for it. Have great. fun, guys. These have are, fun. So some people, these are important things, though, aren't they? These, they these are important. Important. Sorry, Dave. People and all the details are important. We've heard Ashton exactly. the Game Changer folks talk about details. The only way to hear about the details exactly. is if we tell them. Exactly. Um, we have an infiltrator, Robert Pompey, Ooh, fan here. Opinions on our start. Um, Robert, if you spool back about twenty minutes, Dave was very complimentary um, about Dane Scarlett um, in Certainly. particular. Lovely. Um, if, John, if, you, if you super chat, Robert, we'll give you an answer right now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. A definitive answer. Absolutely. <laughs> um, right. Let's get in. I want to talk about these next games um, because, and we talked about groupings if my Mac doesn't give up the ghost. So um, let's go to you, Dave. Um, yeah. It's, it's a three-game week. Don't don't talk to me about eight days or seven days. It's a three-game week. Um, Cambridge and then Bristol Rovers both at home, and then you go into this Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth. Again, Pompey. these, these it, Dave, is... if you're grouping those as a as a five, 
the yeah. more you do in the first two games, if you can do four or six points in the first two, it helps. It really the helps. Pressure really comes off the others. Yeah, you've got some. So go ahead, you got some freedom. I mean, it's just the other fixtures. So I've, I've already mentioned that Saturday, um, it's um, Saturday, it's Barnsley, Pompey. The day we played Sheffield Wednesday, it's Pompey Plymouth. So these are all going to, you know, points are going to be taken. You know, points are going to come, come. But yeah, these next two games, a week when we get a two, three game week, you know, win those first two games, and it does take the pressure off off the big game at, at Hillsborough, doesn't it? It really does. And look, Cambridge, uh, we, you know, we know what Cambridge, what sort of threat Cambridge will offer. You know, they're quite, you know, they're quite physical. They've done brilliantly so far. Not the greatest, as you said, away from home. But as, as, as I think, as we said before, against Burton and against Accrington, I think we've got the character, we've got the the mental strength these days to deal with that. So, yeah, I would certainly hope for six points for the next two home games, which sets it up rather nicely for the um, for the game at Hillsborough on the 17th. Seb, I quite like Bristol Rovers. The lad Collins has got loads of goal contributions, hasn't he? And Loft has scored three in three. Marquis as well and Coban on. I think they can, they can, I know, We've got a very good defence, but I think they can offer a, a, a threat at, um, at Portman Road. Um, this is one of our Bristol City friends who would not like that to be the case. But um, but, but like you have to David, these games, don't you? These are the well, games. That, was, that was where yeah, I was going, what David said. So Last year, we couldn't beat Cambridge, and it really kind of derailed the, the momentum we had chasing down that sixth spot. And, you know, we're going to have to beat the likes of Cambridge at home and Bristol Rovers at home. You've got to win your home games to, to like you guys just said, to make it easier going into those tougher away games. And, you know, last year, we didn't beat any of the newly promoted sides. We've done it already with one against Forest Green, and we have to be looking at the likes of Bristol Rovers to pick up maximum points. Again, so, another game. Again, another game next Saturday. Sheffield Wednesday are at Plymouth. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a, but that, that's the whole nature of this. Sorry, can I just yeah, address address this flagrant disrespect here in the chat? My <laughs> landlady says that you're on. This is addressed to me. You're on Blue Monday a lot more than you previously are. Are you a glory yeah. supporter? Um, I, I will. I will say it's impossible to equate the idea of being an Ipswich fan yeah. over the past 20 years with any type of glory whatsoever. So, um, yes, I'm absolutely a glory hunter. Um, what was your take, um, Craig, on this sort of two home games where you're looking at four, six points minimum and then three really gnarly, well, two really gnarly away games and then this pomp was at Pompey at home as well? Yeah, well, well, as Dave says, you know, next weekend... Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth are playing each other. We're we're already four points ahead of Sheffield Wednesday. So you know if if we do happen to win one and draw one of our next two home games, we, we're still going to be a good decent chunk ahead of a team which is currently sitting themselves in in fourth position. Now, as we found out last year, the, the last thing you want to be is behind the eight ball and behind teams who are above you because you just don't you just never catch them up. You know, and I say. After seven games, we're already four points ahead of Sheffield Wednesday in in fourth, which can't be a ba- can't be a bad situation to be. And you know they're not going to they're not both them and Plymouth aren't going to win next weekend. So if, if yeah, by virtue of us winning, you know we're 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 getting a a cushion above teams that are already in fourth and fifth, let alone seventh, eighth, ninth. Rich, do you think this we're going to get this weird half and half thing again? this season where there'll be an excessively high tide and, you know, your, your bottom half teams are all going to be struggling against your top half teams. And like Craig's alluding to, if you're chasing like we were, can, can you see that playing out in a similar way? Or, you know, maybe maybe have Oxford dropped off or have Wickham dropped off? I think it'll be, I think it'll be about ninth place. I mean, you look at the, look at the league table at the moment, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting Pompey, Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday, Peterborough, Bolton, Derby, dare we say Barnsley as well, to drop off necessarily. Winnish. And we're going to tap low. Racknell, I, th- I think they're going to... And these teams are going to beat each other as well, aren't they? I, 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 I think it, it, the start we've made this season means that dropping the odd point against one of these teams isn't as bad as it was last season because you were, it was a six-point swing, wasn't it, that we were going into those games looking for. Now you've kind of got the points on the board already. You know, win those games, brilliant, but draw them isn't isn't a disaster yeah. because as they keep saying, they keep playing each other as well. Yeah. We just need to keep beating everyone else. You know, we beat seventy five percent of the rest of the league and hope for the best against the top six or nine. 
Take we'll be there. We're there or thereabouts, keep, aren't we? Just keep think, them at arm's length. Yeah. Can I bring this one up from King Animator? How long will we stay unbeaten? <laughs> I think we might well lose at either Sheffield Wednesday or Plymouth. One of one of those two. Can can you guys just give me a give me a we'll quickly go round? Can you can you see us getting through those five games? Probably lose to lose and Cambridge now, won't we? But can you see us getting through <laughs> getting through those five games? Surely a defeat will come in one of those three games. Craig first. Well, I went to both those away games last year, Sheffield Wednesday and and the Plymouth game, and arguably we should have won away at Plymouth if it wasn't for... And we pinched Penny one of the deciding. best players as well <laughs> who played in that yeah. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like trading punches with Morsey behind the referee's back for 90 minutes. And, and apart from I think a, you were full of praise for him, actually, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, he was a great player, yeah. Yeah, um, and it wasn't for Matt Penny being slightly, um, not I could say, effeminate at the back post. You know, we we may have come out of that with a political, sexist, um, uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And, but, and, and Sheffield Penny Wednesday, we're a, we're, a, we're a strange old teammate, Sheffield Wednesday, didn't we? We had um, Backinson and um, El Mazzuni, didn't we, in centre midfield, which is a, a strange uh, situation, and. Edmondson decided to sort of stroll out of the defence and and lose the ball, and we were all all of a sudden stuck at the back post. So it's not as if you know we got taken apart of those two places. And now, as we've spoken about previously, well, yeah, all right, flim flam, <laughs> piss on my chips. Um, so for anyone listening I, on the audio, it's just been pointed out the Plymouth games on Sky. And yeah, but what I will say is, I talk to a lot of football fans. Every football fan, fan thinks their keeper is the best in the division. Every referee's against them. They always lose on Sky. That's the three things every football fan thinks about their team. <laughs> I, I, I don't think, you know, the, the way that we talked about previously about professionalism and analysis and structure and building up towards games, there's no reason why you wouldn't get out of those games with at least a draw, I don't think. Considering we went into into those games last year with Paul Cook and Charge at Plymouth and should have potentially won it. You know, they, they haven't got any better. We have got better. I don't know about Sheffield Wednesday, but we certainly got better than, than Plymouth in the last how many months it's been. Sheffield Wednesday have certainly got a stronger squad, I think. They they they'd be doing well to in terms of their form towards the end of last season. Um yeah. guys, you thank may you, see, so... you may see I say sorry, you, you you may see Don Ball playing that game to sit around, you know, Mr. Bannon's Bannon. uh mm-hmm. yeah, in and around Mr. Bannon, yeah, for that entire game. Yeah. In and around in Bannon, in, yeah. in Mr. Bannon. Wow. In and around yeah, well, yeah. In and around the much, vicinity. Yeah. That Mr. Bannon's taking up. Um, guys, thank you so, so much. We're coming up the hour. It would be remiss of me not to say this is our 600th episode. Um, Seb, what a milestone. Phenomenal. Yeah, I bet when you and Dave Phenomenal. started it in the old the old pod bunker, I bet you never thought it would go go this far, would you? It's a, a, a hell of an achievement by you both. Yeah, great, great work. Unless we did 601 minute episodes, which, <laughs> which could have happened. Would, would, did you force it? Here's a question for you, Ben and Dave. When you started off podcast number one, did you foresee your 600th would have been commentating <laughs> us in League One? We were in the Champions League at this point, weren't we, Dave? Yeah, we were, I think, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the we were start, in love with, remember, remember the start to that season? That was the, we were in love the with Mick McCarthy, weren't we? we, we, the start, and we were in Fraser, love with Ryan Fraser. And Daryl Murphy. Oh, don't. The start to that season, absolutely flying, weren't we? And we thought, oh, this is good. This is going to be good. Yeah, no, I don't think, I, I don't, think we thought we'd be languishing in uh in one at this point there's, there's no languishing so. going on dave we're top of languishing. The but hey you know who knows the, the 1200th episode might mostly is in the champions league in 600 shows fpl tractor us how many times has dave see, said a bit of both no, see, i this think it's a myth i don't think i say it that much this is going to be as much myth. as we accuse you of saying <laughs> exactly i think i probably said it 10 times in that in that time <laughs> really. me, and ca- me and caveat isn't it Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Um, Richard, yeah. to celebrate 600, would, wouldn't it be lovely if we had something to give away? Wouldn't, wouldn't it? Um, I guess we need to also say, I'll be the first person to say it, and is um, we wouldn't obviously be to 600 episodes without anyone, all of you out there listening and watching. So <laughs> without, without David and his without David 100 and, million euros. For goodness chat. sake. Uh, and David, yeah, thank you again, David. And Bits as well. So, um, yeah, our friends at the house in town, I think it's the, yeah, the house in town, um, little shop um, that does really, really cool little bits and pieces to fill out your home, including 
these Ipswich Town signs. Oh, look at and we've them. got one of those to give away. Um, we'll probably so if you, do it. If you're on YouTube, come in yes. at the hour mark and you can you can have a look at that. Yeah, Sorry, we'll, ahead, um, we'll tweet about it rather than do it via this way because it'll be follow us, follow them, and do a retweet. But also, if you um, if you want to not want to wait around for the giveaway to conclude, you can go in and season ticket holders get a five pound discount off those signs as well. So you can either get one for free and keep your fingers crossed, um, or go in and see the folks which, at the house in town. Which, without with, which sorry, means- sorry, ben, with, without wishing to cut across you there, I know John that runs. Um, you know, wish I go back to cricket and stuff. I've played, against, yeah, I played, <laughs> I've played cricket against John many times, oh, and man. he sells a damn fine kitchen clock as well. Oh, there oh. you go. Yeah, so it's a really interesting shop. It's great. Yeah, great yeah, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen of the pod, isn't he? Yeah, I'm wearing pink, mate. I'm all over Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. I can't believe Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's got mentioned not in reference to me. So, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll move. We'll move on. Just where, where do we think David Diamond would put one of those? signs uh, 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 or which residence do you think do you think it'd be in the south yeah. of france one he'd, he'd put it in it, I, the irony would be that it would <laughs> be <laughs> it would be anywhere but behind him on the pod wouldn't it no uh, yeah no i'd probably put it on my bookshelf up there put it next to your phone in the hall dave next to your landline yeah yeah yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to ring. I'm a bit worried now. <laughs> That's oh. absolutely tremendous. So before David's um, landline rings, um, as Richard said, thank you to um, each and every one of you for listening. I mean, we've said it many times before, Dave, if there were three people listening, we still do it because we love the football yeah, club. We and, did, didn't you know, we? Exactly we like- right. We're all fans. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah, but it's just brilliant that everyone has sort of bought into it and, the, you know, with the Telegram group now and everything else, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. It's like, it's like a proper community, into proper community. Community. Very yeah. nice. Um, and on that, oh, oh thank you, uh, David. He's just um, said his pleasure. Thank you. Very, very kind. Um, so thank you to everybody for um, joining us today. Thank you for getting us through 600 episodes. It's lovely if you're doing it from the top of whatever league we're in, um, even if it is um, League One. Uh, if you haven't already, please do hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. Hit subscribe as well. Um, subscribe, follow Twitter, etc., etc. Top of that screen there, it says bluemondayitfc.co.uk. All our links there. Um, and um, everybody have a lovely week. And we will be back to preview, hopefully, a couple of nice, solid home games before the um, intrepid Blues go to three pretty tricky ones and hopefully uh, maintain their position at the top of the table. Um, goodbye, Seb. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye, Craig. Goodbye. Goodbye, Richard. Goodbye, Ben. And David Diamond, um, got any anything fun to sign off with? A bit of both. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.